0: Welcome to the Michigan Man Podcast on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the vSporto Network and in partnership with SV Nation's maze & Brew for Wolverine fans from coast to coast. Go blue and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. On last week's show, we previewed the Big Ten Tournament opener against Rutgers. Now seven days later, so much has changed. All sports, professional, college, high school, or any other kind has been halted. Schools in most states have been canceled until April or even later depending where you live. The CDC has added a new phrase to our daily lives, social distancing. We are being asked to alter how we live for the next month or so, maybe even longer, we really don't know. We know all of these measures have been invoked for good reason. We must at least slow the spread of the coronavirus so as to not overload our hospital and healthcare system. We'll get through this hopefully by May or sooner. So as of today, the sports world is silent. As most of you know, this show is weekly until May. Then we go to our summer schedule of three shows a month until August when football season gets underway in earnest. As of right now, we're going to stick to that schedule. Joining me on this week's show to discuss the events of this last week is senior editor John Borton from The Wolverine magazine here on The Michigan Man in partnership with our friends at SB Nation's Maize & Brew. So stay with us. Here with us on our game day segment this week is Senior Editor John Borton from the Wolverine Magazine. Been a while, John. Great to have you back with us. Hey, it's good to
1: be with you, Mike. Uh, strange circumstances all around the the world of college athletics and the nation as a whole, but uh, it's a time where I, I see a lot of people. Uh, kind of getting on the same page and drawing together. And uh, hopefully, uh, as we move through the present crisis, we can get things back to normal in all respects of life, including college athletics.
0: Well, I think we all hope and pray for uh, that very same thing. I mean, it is happening so rapidly, things changing. I mean, the coronavirus has been a concern for some time now. We've been talking about it all winter. But last week at this time, we were getting ready for the Big 10 tournament. Here we are a week later, really less than a week later in a world that seems like a very different place right now, doesn't it?
1: Oh, no question about it. I mean, we I can just last Thursday we're uh leaving at 6:30 in the morning to to go down to Indianapolis and <clears throat> watch Michigan take on Rutgers and then uh they're certainly hoping to advance deep into the weekend and uh we we are sitting courtside at a totally empty Banker's Life Fieldhouse when you look up into the stands in that vast, cavernous arena. And uh, just nobody there. And that in itself felt so different. Uh, but then players actually warming up on the court and, uh, and you see these Michigan players starting to trudge off. And we all kind of looked at each other, we all being media that were there and allowed in. And you just thought, okay, this isn't good. And, uh, and right after that, I mean, all the dominoes started to fall. No Big Ten tournament, no NCAA tournament, uh, no no Masters tournament down in uh, Augusta. No, no, a lot of things. And you're seeing the the ripple effects, and the restaurants and the bars closing. And it's uh, it's a strange, strange sensation, but and you know, i'm I'm very convinced that uh it's it's going to be a matter of uh, weeks before uh, this thing gets back under control and and life returns to normal but it will be the strangest spring I would say that uh, I can remember in terms of normal activity when you have a a selection Sunday with no selections that's uh that's pretty odd
0: very strange and you know I know the athletes understand why this happened but still what a terribly empty feeling it must be for them especially the seniors John
1: Oh no doubt about it and we thought about uh John Teske we thought about Xavier Simpson uh walking off that court here's a couple guys that I mean they've been to the championship game the height of college basketball on a monday night with the with everybody watching uh, the the entire nation and You know, that that wasn't necessarily uh, what people thought this team was going to do uh, going through its own transition, through its uh, dramatic change of coaching and all that. But uh, there's always that opportunity. There's always that chance. Does this team get out of the first weekend, make the Sweet 16? Can it uh, rise up and pull together and play like it did early in the year. Could it possibly make a run to the final four reel off some, some big wins like it did, uh, as I said, early in the season. And that's the hope. That's what everybody gets geared up about for their team. And there are across the nation, hundreds of Teskies and Simpsons in terms of, of the seniors that uh, suddenly just had the rug pulled out from under them. All those hopes and dreams. Okay. What are we going to be able to do on this final run and how much are we going to be able to dig in and, and give that extra effort to not stop playing basketball in our college careers and to have it just gone? Sorry, you're done. It's, it's over. There will not be that chance. You know that, That's got to hurt them and it's got to be tough. It's in the bigger picture of things now. It's a small thing because we're talking about life and death for uh, uh people across the nation but in this uh subset that we look at you know, that we follow and we uh are spend so much time and attention on this college basketball world or college athletics world it, it's a big deal for these guys because they put so much blood sweat and tears into it
0: you know as you just mentioned we focus so much of our time and what we do on the athletic component i've also been thinking about all of those Michigan students, really students everywhere, college, high school, who've worked so hard for their, their degrees, their diplomas, and now won't have their, their day in the sun, so to speak, graduation day, to walk up to the stage to get the diploma. Really very sad all the way around, isn't it?
1: No doubt about it. I mean, you're just losing out on so many of the, uh, the norms, so many of the traditions, so many things that are kind of uh, the rituals that, that mark the seasons. And um, you're right, there are a lot of people that have have put in a tremendous amount of hard work and deserve that moment uh, in the sun, deserve that moment, you know, whether it be in Michigan Stadium or venues across the country where you would be having the normal graduations and you don't get to see it. It's, I guess, a good lesson in life that, that things aren't always going to be exactly what you expect and you have to adapt and you have to uh, make the best of it and move on. But it's a tough uh, lesson to learn pretty early in life. It
0: truly is. Well, again, we, uh, so much has transpired in the last seven days. And I know the players, the ba- Michigan basketball, they've gone home. Uh, the coaches uh, have even scattered, as far as we know, What's next for Michigan basketball in the way of uh, getting together, talking, uh, training? Do we have any idea yet?
1: I don't think we really do have a, a clear grasp on what's going to take place. I mean, you certainly will have recruiting that's going forward. You will have uh, anybody that is not going to be uh, gone next year and would certainly be in communication talking about, okay, here's what we're going to try to do over the spring and, and summer months in terms of getting together and working on things. And, um, you know, to the, uh, to the extent that the NCAA will allow the communication, uh, with coaches and all they'll, uh, they'll have a hand in uh, getting to uh, players a plan and, and, uh, let, letting them, uh, make sure that they're as good to go as they can be for the fall again. But um, it's, it's just, uh, it's uncharted territory, no question about it. And then you got a guy like uh, Isaiah livers. What does he do? Where is he at in terms of, okay, am I moving forward with uh, checking out the NBA uh w- will I dip a toe in will I go through some of these workouts I expect that he will I sat with him uh he's he's going to be on the cover of uh the magazine the, the Wolverine magazine that's uh, coming out in the next day or so and uh and we sat and talked about his future and of course he wasn't going to commit to he's leaving he's staying but he did say that if he decides to stay at Michigan for another year the things that have uh, unfolded here in the last month will have a lot to do with it not just the last month but really this entire year because you've looked at a year of setbacks for him injuries and uh, time out of the lineup and then all of a sudden you get back and you're just getting to where you're healthy and you're uh, he he would be another one really looking at uh, redemption through a big tournament run and that's taken away so you know, he's one to watch in terms of okay, is is he added to those seniors who uh, just had their last attempt at things, or is he going to be back working with those guys in the summer and and uh, welcoming in a wealth of talent that Michigan has coming in for next year uh, and and trying to get the mix right, not only the uh, the talent mix on the court, but the chemistry in terms of. OK, welcoming those new guys in, showing them the ropes in terms of what these guys this year have learned that Juwan Howard wants.
0: Well, there was so much going on on the Michigan athletics scene at this time last week, a lot to be excited about. And I just wanted to mention a few of those because it's almost like saying goodbye or not getting a chance to say goodbye to a, a friend or the favorite team that you follow. I wanted to mention Kim Barnes and Rico and the women's team. They had a very, very good season. They lost to Ohio State. In the semis of the Big Ten tournament, and I think they were going to get an NCAA bid. They were playing some very good basketball down the stretch, weren't they, John?
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. And you know, it's it's when you say they were going to probably get an NCAA bid, those are things that just uh, are are now forever out there, and you wonder about, and they will certainly wonder about. Um, But as you mentioned, they want to. Games in the Big Ten tournament uh, and lost a, a tough one to Ohio State. They had uh, won the majority of their games down the stretch, three out of the last four in the in the regular season. And uh, again, they're left to wonder. They're left to wonder. There are other teams that uh, you know. Okay, were they going to make it? Were they in the final four? Out in the different projections, and it's it's all that. Uh, gripping, uh, what's going to happen? The potential, the uh, which way is is this season going to go? That draws people to sport mm-hmm. and keeps them engaged. And you know, when it ends like this, and it, I don't remember it ever ending like this. Then you think, okay, what what might have been?
0: Well, and the same can be said for Mel Pearson and his red hot hockey team they might not have made the NCAA tournament but they turned things around in a big way in february didn't they yeah they sure
1: did and that uh i know for mel for his staff for these players uh, that's a very very big deal because you know you had you got off to the to the rocky start and you uh you had a record that was underwater uh, tough tough losing streak through uh through much of the early part of the season. And then, uh, as you mentioned, they got things going uh, through the month of February. They're beating Wisconsin, they're beating Michigan state. they're uh, they're having uh, just a a really good finish to the season. you you, you win uh, they won their last three games, and uh, the last two, uh, fittingly, I guess, against Michigan State to uh, to close out their season with a couple of three to nothing uh, shutouts over the Spartans, uh, and then you know right on the uh, the brink of the Big Ten tournament, they get canceled out. And you know I you, you can't tell those players, hey, you wouldn't have done this or you wouldn't have done that because they saw a, a tremendous amount of improvement, and I'm sure they're thinking hey, we were on the upswing. We were going to get this and this and this done.
0: Well, softball and baseball were set to open at home last weekend. Both were off pretty good starts on the year. Both teams had such high expectation. It's hard to imagine what they must be feeling right now, too, isn't it, John? Because unlike basketball and the winter sports, they were just getting started.
1: Absolutely. And the shock that came through in Carol Hutchins' voice as she talked about this uh, being over and in this forced separation from her players it was uh it was one of those deals where uh, i I think she captured uh, the emotion pretty well in that uh I mean she was just she just sounded stunned when she talked about the end of their season and uh and you're right they were ready to uh bring bring on their Northern swing and, and be playing in their own ballpark. And this is going to be a season in which that didn't take place. I mean, they go from Tampa to North Carolina to South Carolina, out to California uh, for an extended stay. And all of a sudden they're getting ready to play in front of the home folks. And the always appreciative crowd at alumni field. And, uh, and that's just not going to happen. And and then you look over to baseball, you got Eric Bakich and that crew coming off going to the the championship series in the in the uh, college world series last season. Again, they're thinking, hey, we can build on this and we can we can do it again. We can make another run. No, it's done. Sorry, you 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 know pack up the the baseballs and pack up the bats and you know better luck next year. It's just a such a bizarre way to have the season play out and uh, like you said for these teams really before they even get going with the with the meat of their schedule their conference seasons and the tournaments all gone
0: and what's strange too is we've heard some talk uh, in in various uh, portions of the media in the last couple of days about the uh, seniors on these spring sports teams not only baseball and softball but all, NCAA Spring Sports, that they would not have an issue with extending their eligibility. And that is going to be a developing story too, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think uh, that will get some consideration, but you really wonder. I -hmm. mean, I I think, uh, you know, you hear um, people talking about being ready to move on and, and, you know, it's like Xavier Simpson jumped on Twitter and basically said his goodbyes and, uh, I I just uh, I, I wonder how that would shake out if in fact uh, that was extended the uh, the eligibility it would be a uh, a certainly a, a big consideration and something that would be really followed closely it'd almost be uh, like free agencies and in some of the professional sports because are these guys going to come back who might? Uh, decide on a transfer who, who what would happen I don't know where I stand on it I've heard arguments on both sides but we will definitely keep a close watch on that to see what uh, how that unfolds
0: well here with us on uh, our game day segment this week in a very strange week is uh, senior editor John Borton from the Wolverine talking about our new normal at least uh, for a while and John Jim Harbaugh and his team were supposed to start spring practice today. We're taping on March 17th, and it was an important spring for the future of this program and and really all of uh, college football, wasn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely huge. I mean, there are always changes uh, across the college football landscape, and you're seeing what uh, the time where they lay the foundation for that. They they certainly did some in in. Uh, the practice and the preparation for bowl games. But spring practice is when you start to get the idea because those seniors have moved on and the guys that are going to the pros are, are out of here. You see what you have. You see where things are going. And for Michigan in particular, you look at an offense that just changed over last year. You've got Josh Gaddis. Okay, well, we should be uh, making steps forward, right, because we've got – it's the second year in the system, and these running backs and these wide receivers know more of what they're doing and even the quarterbacks that were backups. But but now all of a sudden, wait a minute, we're going to get a brand-new quarterback. Shea Patterson is gone. Uh, you got guys like Dylan McCaffrey and Joe Milton battling things out and who's going to – And I'll be able to take that over. Will somebody, it wouldn't be announced, but some, can somebody grab the upper hand in the spring? You've got an offensive line where you're changing over 80% of it in terms of starters, who is going to emerge there, what's going to happen and how is all this going to start to mesh so that they players can take it into the summer and fine tune things and be ready for the fall. And now you're not practicing. So, that's just a a massive wrench into you know i'm i'm sure that josh gaddis is is caught up in what's happening nationally like anybody else but in again in his uh narrow focused world of of advancing this offense for michigan he's got to be thinking <laughs> can't catch a break here because this is the time when uh you really want to be getting an idea and and moving forward with what you're going to be doing in the fall.
0: Well, of course, we're focused on Michigan, but uh, the landscape has uh, evened out with this virus when it comes to college football because everyone's in the same boat. No one's going to be able to develop any kind of uh, competition or plan for fall practice.
1: Yeah, well, and the other thing is I wonder at what point does it take place because I have to believe that all of these programs are going to petition the NCAA that, look— We need this time. We are allotted this time under normal circumstances. So whether it be uh, May, whether it be June, whether it be some sort of sanctioned uh, summer practices, we need these uh, very important preparatory times. And uh, what can we do to make it happen? And I, I would be shocked if the NCAA didn't make some sort of special provision to have spring practice either in late spring, early summer, or whatever it might be.
0: Well, I would hope so too, but uh, we're getting so much mixed information uh, these days regarding the virus. I know that the CDC was addressing sports uh, yesterday and said four to eight weeks uh, might be realistic, but that's for starters. So you wonder, you know, a lot of fans are thinking, okay, spring practice means a lot of position battles will have to be fought in August. No spring practice. I mean, you know. But the fact of the matter is, if this virus isn't stemmed in the next few months, when we get to late spring, midsummer, what to do with fall sports could become a very serious topic, couldn't it, John?
1: Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, <laughs> you look at the anticipation for college football season. You look at the uh, the economic impact. You look at uh, all of these massive venues that get Filled on a weekly basis throughout the land, such as Michigan stadium and uh, the, the decades and decades of tradition there. Um, that would be, if, if you had a shot of a Saturday in September, say of an empty Michigan stadium, when otherwise it would be full, uh, then things would really, again, in, in college football, be brought home to uh, to what is going on nationally. I don't. I, I'm I'm again. I'm I'm taking the optimistic route, and I believe that uh, Michigan will be playing its September opener out in Washington, which is uh, certainly. Uh, undergone uh, uh, terrific grief in uh, in this early period. I just think as uh, as the weather warms and as we continue to battle this thing, that uh, things will look very very different by the time September rolls around. But uh, again, that's that's the optimistic view.
0: I do the show once a week. I was thinking of this uh, yesterday, and you guys have a magazine to get out of course monthly content daily for thewolverine.com. What kind of a scramble is it for you guys to get material right now?
1: What it is uh, always involves recruiting because, you know, that will not stop. And the the involvement of uh, Michigan in building teams for the future carries with it great interest. There are uh, historical features to be done. There's just football alone. I mean, look at... uh, you and I have just scratched the surface in talking about what uh, what Michigan is going to bring to the table. How different is it going to be without Shea Patterson? Uh, what about these quarterbacks? Where are they? Uh, um, the, the young offensive linemen, all these freshmen that have had a year, and that was a great recruiting class, how are they going to uh, come along? And what did they do behind the scenes? What can you find out about you know, from people that have seen practice? What can you find out about, say, the defensive guys that have to plug in? You're changing uh, some of the linebackers and some of the defensive backs. and Okay, who really stepped it up? Who, who are the guys that are going to plug in? You'll see tons of uh, analysis pieces and things like that that have to do, I mean, that we would be doing anyway, only we would be getting regular updates from the ongoing spring practice. Uh, So you, you would have some of that new information, but as it is, you know, (laughs) we, we spend from now until kickoff of that opening game anyway, talking about, all right, how is this going to play out? Who is going to step forward? And, and you'll see tons of that sort of thing. So, Uh, the the uh, it rolls on even without the games it's very different Uh, you will not have that component where we're talking about uh, Michigan softball in the NCAA tournament or Michigan baseball especially last summer uh, causing so much excitement and rolling on and and uh, various other sports the tracks and all the spring sports but there is a never-ending stream of of talk and anticipation about athletics and particularly football when you get to this time of year
0: well the final question for you john before we let you get away um we're only a week into what has been i think a a shocking change to say the least in our our daily lives and regardless of age um our routines touching everything i think we take for granted far from over as we know but from a sports fans and writers perspective when this is all over do you think it's going to change the way we see sports in our lives and for better or worse, how much we appreciate what joy it brings all of us?
1: Yeah, I, I hope so. I, I really hope that uh, when we kind of reconvene around all these athletic events, maybe it can be uh, with a, a greater sense of appreciation that we get to watch uh, some of these young athletes play out uh, what they do and that we might be a little bit more forgiving of the mistakes that they make and uh, a little kinder in looking out for each other in the, in the stadiums and among rival fan bases and everything else, because uh, across the spectrum, you've got right now um, you, you, you a situation where you don't get to watch these things. And we don't convene in these uh, incredible athletic arenas and you know where where these fans of rival fan bases are are basically trying to uh, watch out for each other and, and hold each other in, um, in their highest hopes and, and prayers and dreams in terms of staying healthy and uh, and our older folks, uh, uh, we, we wish them nothing but the best in being able to weather this storm. And get back and come back together. And uh, you know, like I say, if, if college football is going on in uh, in September, those uh, those hugs at the tailgates might be just a little bit longer and a little bit deeper this year. And that's what you hope for.
0: Absolutely, well said, John. Our guest here on our game day segment this week has been senior editor John Borton from the Wolverine. And John, uh, be safe in your travels and in daily life. And uh, the next time that we speak. I hope that there's a, a normalcy returning to not only sports, but all of our life and all of our lives, I should say, for everyone. So we look forward to that next visit.
1: Absolutely. Wish the same to you, Mike, and to your many listeners out there. Uh, let's uh, let's go make it a, a healing and a great summer.
0: Quick Hits is next as we wrap it up for another week here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the Sporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maize & Brew. Thanks again to John Borton for being our guest this week. Wherever you get this podcast from, please rate or give us a review. It really helps a lot, and we thank you in advance. I'd also like to hear your thoughts on anything amazing blue. You can email me at the Michigan Man Podcast at yahoo.com. That's the Michigan Man Podcast at yahoo.com, and I'd love to hear from you. Remember, you can find this show in the iTunes and Google Play stores, radio.com, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. So check it out and download it. We hope to be busy this summer as we get ready for the start of football season. So again, make sure you download the app. It's free. Next week, I hope to have Steve Lorenz from 24-7 Sports on the show to discuss recruiting, which even though we can't be doing in-person recruiting, the coaching staff is working on the next class, so we'll talk about that, and Michigan football in general. So I hope you'll join us. I know these are difficult times for many of you, so hang in there. We are all doing our part, and together we will push back and get this thing under control. So be safe and stay strong. That will do it for now. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Have a great Wolverine week, everyone. Until we meet again, take care, and as always, Go Blue. Thanks for joining us today on The Michigan Man, here on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the vSporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maize & Brew. Our listener lines are open 24-7 for your calls, at 313-263-4842. That's 313-263-4842. Or email us at the Michigan Man Podcast at yahoo.com. That's the Michigan Man Podcast at yahoo.com. The Michigan Man Podcast is produced at the studios of Robin Lynn Productions, Allen Park, Michigan, and is not affiliated with the University of Michigan. Go Blue.